Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast this is winter is blooming a game of thrones rewatch podcast by us today we discuss season six episode three titled Oathbreaker. it was released may 8th 2016 written by D david benioff and db weiss and directed by another d daniel sackheim i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? It is always a pleasure to be here, and man, this oh. should be Kill the Boy Part 2. Um, kill the Boy Part 2. Literally kill the boy this yeah. time, though. Yeah. Like, I'd, say, kill the boy. I'd say Kill the Boy happened twice. Ollie and Jon Snow officially. He's like, I'm fucking him now. Like, this, he has officially killed the boy. Anyways, I'm jumping the gun heavily. Um, I mean, no, we're actually going to kick the episode off at the wall. Um, that hmm, we'll we'll cover everything that happens there. Oh, um, uh, at the then, top of the episode, which is which is deeply oh. important to me, as it's probably my favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do we've got just oh. a fucking slew oh. of locations here. Uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, eight locations. Wow. Okay, which and is, a time uh, jump um, as yes. well. Um, yeah, we, we got it all. Spanning. Yes, this we is got a it all. A biggie indeed. But, uh, yeah, we're going to kick it off at the wall where Jon Snow wakes up. He is risen. Uh, (laughs) Gasping for air, he slowly sits up and scans the room. He then looks down and is horrified to see the stab wounds, realizing, oh, yeah, I I definitely did die. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm definitely not dead. Um, And Davos goes on, having returned to the room, hearing, you know, you know, like that's uh, that's something that you don't exactly ignore when you know there's only one person in a room and he was dead. You know, yeah, um, no, it was it was amazing seeing Davos's like facial acting. Like he was like he was like, yeah. oh wait, like what? Like we were we walk we all walked out of that room. We oh. gave up. Like you were dead, yeah. dude. dude. Like. I went with Kit Harrington for the performance, and it's because of this. Whenever he's sitting on the table and he's like shaking, and he's like, he looks yes. over at Davos. He's like, <sighs> like, I can't imagine a panic attack worse than what he is going through yeah. right now. Like the that would be the worst. Because also he's asked, you know, he's immediately bombarded. He's like, well, oh, I'm What's so that glad. Like? What, what, hello, you you must be the prince that's promised. What did you see when you died, dude? You know, like immediately just bombarded. He's like, nothing, nothing, like, nothing at all. And it's like, yeah, I'm now I'm here. I shouldn't even be here. He's immediately questioning dude. it. He's like, oh, fuck. That's a, but that's yeah, this scene experience to go through hard. Like this episode is so good because I thought for sure this was going to be my scene and it's not. 
Um, but like the him and Davos sitting down and him asking him, you know, do you remember anything? And John's still, you know, in shambles. He's like, yeah. Um, Alistair and, and then he, he like breaks and he starts talking about Ollie, you know, mm-hmm. Ollie stabbed oh, me in the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then Melisandre enters is like, Oh shit. I'm the shit, bro. Look at this motherfucker alive Faith as hell. Restored. She, yep. I'm back. I am the I goat, am actually. Back. I am in there. He's like, she uh, was just in a little slump, you know, just in a little yep, slump. She got it back, you know, it's, it's Red Woman's new groove. Uh, <laughs> you know, she then, yeah. she then, you know, goes to John and is like, what, what happens? What's, what's next? Where, where do we go when we're gone? Uh, nowhere, nothing. Uh, there's there's nothing after this and Melisandre is clearly disappointed and is like well all right deuces um and seizing on whatever hope she still has however she says that the lord of light brought john back for a reason that stannis was not the prince that was promised but quote someone must be and davos is like please uh please get out of here can you leave um, yeah uh this dude is just now waking up leave i'm going to talk to him like a normal human being uh, real quick. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I don't know. That was uh, Melisandre very, you know, I guess, eager to know. It makes sense. That's, like, her whole life. And, uh, but... I have a little empathy, you know, I'd say. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, like, it might not be the time right now. Homie like his last was memory dead about yeah. 20 minutes ago. But to him, was it even a length of time? No, Or yeah. did he just wake up? You know, Or, the... yeah, was it, was it instant? Or was he gone for an eternity? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, there's no telling. Is yeah. it? Is it a thing where, like, he? it's just, like, nothing mm. happened, he just wakes up? Or was homie gone? Like, gone. Oh, you know? Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, he does come out seeming the same, but a little, obviously a little different, you yeah. know? Like... He will be different. Well, and that's the thing is that he didn't experience, like, there's nothing. So he didn't experience anything. It's not like he was trapped yeah. in him, nothing. It's instant and an eternity at the exactly. same time. Exactly. It like, could it's be just, either or. There's yeah. nothing. Like, it's just, it doesn't even, it, yeah. it's bizarre. It's a bizarre concept to wrap your head around what what that must have been like. Because we literally have no way of knowing what mm. that must have been like. But uh, No. Yeah, no, no. Only... I've been on the brink um, one time, and I had an experience that people say that you normally have, like, out of your body, looking mm-hmm. at myself, like, but it I, it wasn't really the room, but it kind right. of was. It it was, it's, it's like, Bizarre. indescribable, almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was, it, it felt, no words were spoken, but I mm-hmm. understood there was words being it's very hard to explain every time right. I try to do it and I never do it well, yeah. but it's like, it, it was very weird. Uh, very, very strange, very dark, no light, no light at all. I mean, like barely, like it was no. honestly like the only, yeah. Anyways, um, diving crazy deep into there, but yeah, I don't, I don't think John had any of that. I mean, he didn't have near death. He had death, death, death. death. Um, so yeah, yeah, this was yeah, no, this was rough. Uh, and, that's, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the I love the line that Davos delivers after he's like, uh, "All right, you're dead, and now you're not." 
which to me seems completely fucking mad. So I can only imagine what it must seem like to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. He's like, I, I shouldn't be here, man. Davos is like, well, I mean, you are, you know, like, uh, yeah. you just are. Yeah, the whole, almost- like, I tried to do what I thought was right and they killed me for it. Mm-hmm. Why am I even here? And Davos is like, I don't know. We may never know, but it doesn't matter. You are here. So let's keep on living as long as possible. And John, you know, he's like, he thought he knew how to, but he isn't sure anymore. He says, I failed. Mm-hmm. Davos goes, good. Now go fail again. God Davos, it, Davos almost took the third character really? not in the in a row. That bro. is what I was about to say. I was like, Davos, I it was the first scene of the episode, and he already is popping off, and I I threw him in there. You know, he he was first. And then, dude, there's some, I don't know. There's just like a lot of really cool. Wonderful character moments in this world. Yes, Frankly, yes. like, I mean, I, I, I took a peek at who's yours is, and that's, that's a great mm. contender. Um. Mm. But the reason I went with mine, my second choice was Davos. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't is so that he wouldn't have the first three character nods of season six hey. for me. I mean, um, he, he deserves it, though. He's like, he's dude. the glue. He and we'll is- see. Maybe maybe I return to this state, but there's there's an action taken by my character that I was kind of like, oh, okay. I fuck with that. But we'll, I, we'll get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, after he is recovered to an extent. John dons his white, his knight's watch armor and the Lord Commander's cape and walks into the courtyard. And many of the free folk and his fellow brothers arrive before him in awe. Um, this this is the scene I was talking about last week, uh, where everyone's like, yeah. Oh, there, I mean, duh. Like, I I mean, I would, I think I'd pass out probably, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'd, I'd even remain conscious, but I love. That you just see him sitting by the fire, just looking down. I thought he was just thinking, you know, just like kind of looking all stoic. No, he's looking at the bloodied, like mm-hmm. whatever you call that. I don't know, uh, tunic. I don't know what like the leather yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. On. Like I don't know what you call that thing. Uh, but anyways, it's vest. Skimpy little corset. It's like, it's like a vest leather yeah. thing. He's just, he looks at, you know, he's just, that's what he's looking at. His bloody, mm-hmm. like his own blood, just by a fire, throw, like that shot. Oh my God. Like that, like this is, from this point on, it's my scene. Like I, I was like, it, they ended the episode with this for a reason. Um, he's, he's the, the cliffhanger material. And it just also, I thought it was executed just very well. And like the, oh, there's, uh, it's a series of just wonderful, uh, wonderful little moments here where, you know, when he is risen and he's walking out and, you know, he gets to torment at the end of the line. Who's like, uh, they think you're some sort of God. Mm. And he's like, I'm not. He's like, oh, I know. I've seen your pecker. What kind of a God is a pecker that small? Damn. Um, and then he gives him a hug and he's like, you know, like, and this is what's crazy is I didn't realize that like torment and John's friendship really like it's been developed, obviously, since hard home really is when that really probably you solidified know, it yeah yeah that 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 put them on the, like we're here we're homies we're down this is like we are inseparable for life brother you know like, like this I, is this yes, is it you're the most interesting guy i've ever come into contact with yeah there's no way i'm leaving like it's sorry you know whether you like it or not i'm sticking around 
Um, and I love like I love every it. time he hugs someone, like John, you know, he's like, Ooh, like, yeah. Man, like I did just get stabbed six times, guys. Yeah, or like whatever. it's a lot. It's a lot right now. Oh. And uh, but you know, he he sacrifices that pain oh, for Dolores Ed. Yeah, you know, Dolores Ed here, man. The reunion he gives him there, that hard hug too. You know, he yeah. and, and you even heard. You didn't see his face. It showed it like after, but like you mm-hmm. heard like a I don't know. At least on the, the subtitles too, yeah. it was like a little groan hard or, or something. I don't know. It was like something a little extra umphy, but no. Yeah. I, this was but awesome. yeah, he's like, your eyes aren't blue. Is that still you in there? And uh, he, he's like, uh, you know, we can hold off on burning my body for the time being. And Ed goes, that's funny. You sure it's still you in there? Another sure, great dude. little. Yeah, you're. Are you sure you weren't this? You weren't this funny. You weren't funny. You weren't this, you were, I mean, you were funny, but you were this like chill funny before. Yeah, you know? no, like, like I, what do you even do, bro? Like what? Like. W- w- You've just woken up from being dead, like, and not, not just like dying, murdered. You just yeah. woke up from being stabbed in the heart. Like mm-hmm. that's. And then you walk outside and some of the first words you hear, these people think you're a God. That's yeah. the first thing you hear. These people think you're a people, God. Like not only that, but like, like you said a second ago, the red woman was immediately like, you're prophesied. Yeah. You know, like you. If it wasn't Santa's, I mean, obviously, it's you, dude. Like, you're welcome. Uh, Welcome back to life, you know. Hope you had a good sleep. And then Um, he walks out, and they're like, they think you're a god, man. And I love that, like, this is why he's down with Tormund. You know, Tormund doesn't get caught up in bullshit like that. Like, he's like, I don't think you're a god, brother. You're just my dude. You're my homie. You know, like, that's uh, that's all you are, man. Uh, And that's fucking awesome. I love that scene. But uh, sometime later, John oversees the hanging of the traitors Mm -hmm. responsible for the mutiny. Bowen Marsh. Oh, yes. Yes. I misspoke a little earlier. I I jumped the gun a little too early. But Mm -hmm. Bowen Marsh, Othell Yarwick, Alistair Thorne, and Ollie. John asks if any of the men have last words to say. And Bowen says, John shouldn't be alive. It's not right. And John coldly replies, neither was killing me. Uh, Yarwick pleads John to write his mother in White Harbor that he died honorably fighting the wildlings. And Alistair says he had a choice to betray his commander or the the Night's Watch. He says that John will be... uh, fighting the wildlings battles for the rest of his days. Mm. Alistair says, I fought, I lost, and now I rest. I was like, you know what? You know, he kind of, that was dope. It it was honestly, you know, he, he did, you know, obviously he was preparing that. Oh no. Yeah. Like I've never agreed with Alistair on a single fucking thing, but I've always had this odd respect for him in terms of his dedication to his, his people, you know, undeniable. That's undeniable. Um, I mean, we've had this dude around for five fucking six fucking seasons, man. Like this is a, this is a big loss. He probably got introduced season one, episode three dies season six, episode three. Like that's a, it's a long run in Thrones, man. That's a long run. He he did have some pretty, pretty nice last words. Um, He did. And you know, uh, I still don't agree with him. But, oh um, no, not one it, bit. It was it was well spoken. I um, respect and... his conviction. You know, like his, you know, like he. It, 
it'd be a bitch ass move for him to be like, I'm sorry, I clearly made a mistake. Yeah. I don't want that from him. And I don't mm-hmm. think he should do that. Yeah. Like this is what he did. Stand he's by dead. your choice. He's even said he's like, Yeah, I, I made that decision. If I could go back and do it all over again, I, I hope I, I pray I would make the correct decision again. Like he was like, I would do that. And like John was like, You sure would, Alistair, or like whatever like that's what yeah. he said, like to move on to Ollie. Yeah, man. You know, I guess I don't know. Is it more is it like I don't want to use the word badass, but like, uh, is it, is it better to, to die like Alistair did and kind of have it well spoken or just nothing, you know, just, I, this was, this was the moment for Ollie where I was kind of like, you know what? All right, Ollie, you know, like if, if you're going to handle it, you handled it, bruh, you know, uh, fuck Ollie for the, for, for, Till the end no, of my just, days. That's the thing. He had all that time to think of something in the cell. He knew he was dying. He had all that time to think. He couldn't get anything. You know, he's a, he's he's a he's a fucking uncreative coward. He couldn't even come up with anything to say. One dude was just like, "Please tell my mom that I died fighting while he's all he couldn't even come up Bitch. with fucking shit." Yeah, die, kill the boy. See you later, Ollie. Thank you for primetime television um that i can never say outside of the show that i enjoyed watching a child, child die and hang and literally focus on their face after they are gone for a frankly, long time frankly i'll never forgive him for killing john um mm-hmm. but more so i'll really never forgive him for killing egret it was yeah i mean he double tapped it was already like Fuck you, Ollie, dude. You you mm-hmm. suck. And now, I mean, eager. Yeah, it was already bad enough. And then we just knew he was going to kill John as well. Well, and then I, after that, after that, the woman who John loved is killed by this kid, and he takes the kid under his wing. That's what he does after that. You know? Yeah, brother, you gotta yep. you gotta have some common sense, man. You got to know what the right side is. And I understand, oh, your village was raided, your parents were killed, so was everybody you ever knew. Oh, poor you. <laughs> got the Night's Watch, dude. He would look around. Um, I mean, there's some pretty bad people there, actually. I love the overhead shot of the entire Night's Watch, and it's just 35 dudes. Or, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, like, literally half of them are wildlings. Like mm-hmm. most of the people there, like aren't really All, even nice. Are wildlings? Stuff. Like mm-hmm. when he's walking through the crowd, at, when he comes out, it's mostly wildlings. There's like hardly anybody in black. Um, yeah, like but, the four that they just killed was actually like a big hurt to the Night's mm-hmm. Watch. You know? Yeah, like, that they was needed those four men. I actually uh, lost yeah. John too. So yeah. John, you know, he's like, "Fuck this shit!" Cuts the rope, kills all four of them. John looks at Ollie's lifeless body, and afterwards, John takes off his cloak and hands it to a confused Ed. John says that Ed can do whatever he wants with the cloak. You have the wall. And then he delivers my favorite line of the episode. My watch is ended. Is it weird that I cried? It, like, I didn't think I was going to cry, and then right when he said it, it just, like, boom. Like, just kind of out of nowhere. I oh, I've never, like, I, I didn't cry, which is, I, I think it's an interesting response. Like I a, think that it was just like I, a, 
every time I've ever watched this scene, it's just like an overwhelming fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was more happy tears. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I feel you. For sure. It wasn't like, oh, no, I want you to stay at Castle Black. No, yeah, uh, for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I just – I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, oh, my God. I just – it was – yeah, it was probably just like I love this dude so fucking yeah. much. And, like, holy and he's shit. he's getting he what he wants. Mike dropped he's finally... so hard. Well, and like, this is also the marking of the the next step for John. You know, like mm-hmm. he has been at the – like we said, he got to the wall season one, episode three. He is officially no longer a Night's Watchman season six, episode three. It's been I mean, so fucking long. He did die. This is fair. This is in the rules. Um, what kind of what kind of pisses me off is that this episode's titled Oathbreaker, and I can't think of a single other person that would be for uh, besides John. But I think he got off on a loophole. Yeah. Until I don't know what the vow the words are, but I it's I'm assuming it's like until you die, you know, yeah. like uh, until you die. He did die from I mean, this day so, until my last, or something like that. Oh, hmm. Okay, fair enough. So I guess technically it's not his last. So uh, fuck it. Um, he he, I, died, he, he had the right to leave. Um, I, oh he had yeah. The right, if you if if a mutiny has been committed unto you and you got killed during said mutiny, you get to leave if you come back to life. At least you got to hang a thirteen year old kid before you left. You know, it's like boom. See you later, guys. Um, I was sent. You know, yeah, he could have gone off on them. He could have said something way cooler. You know, he could have been like, like handled it, business, like, walked away. My wolf Break the wrist, ended. walk away. Mm. Yeah. Man. But That's that concludes the story in that location. It brought us my performance and my line. And now mm-hmm. we will move on to the narrow sea where Samwell Tarly, Gilly, and her son Sam are sailing on a ship to Old Town. And Gilly and Sam have never been on a ship before. Samwell is not doing so well with it. And Gilly is having no trouble at all. Um, and Gilly assures Samwell that it won't be long and says that she can't wait to see Old Town. Ship's captain told her it's the most beautiful city in Westeros. And Samuel's like, yeah, so Actually, you can't go to the Citadel. Sorry. Yeah, um, women aren't allowed in there. Love. And I don't have a John. I don't have a Maester Aemon. Yeah. So true. I can't bend right. the rules the way that I did at Castle Black. Um, Eesh. Um, surprise. She's like, so where are you taking me? Oh, I'm going to take you back to my house, Horn Hill. Uh, my father's, you know, he's my father, but my mom is lovely, and my sister's very kind. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll do whatever they can to protect you and your child from harm. And despite some unease, Gilly promises to follow Samwell and let him decide what is best for them. And I love the little exchange after. He's like, I would have much preferred that you start yelling and throwing things and you got upset with me. Like, that would make this a lot easier. Uh-huh. And then what I originally went with and typed in for my line was uh I would never do that to the father of my son. Bro. Oh and then he vomits. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh. oh, it was yeah, I mean perfect scene for them too. But it was like oh, yeah. it was a nice little moment of like, oh it was like it's officially said, you know, Gilly oh, yeah. had it, it was very heavily implied and like I'm you know, by Sam more so. But like this is like the the first um full I don't know, I feel like has has she ever called Sam his father no. before? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't believe so. so. 
I thought yeah. she did when she named him, like when we were going through named on our after rewatch. His father, I thought maybe. she, I thought that was something, but I don't think she ever said that. I don't think she said. I think she just goes like, "I'm gonna name him Sam" or something like that, like after you. Okay. Um, but that concludes the story in the narrow sea, and we head beyond the wall, where Bran has a vision of the past once again. He and the three-eyed raven are at the Tower of Joy in Dorne, shortly after the end of Robert's Rebellion. The last two of the Targaryen King's Guard stand before the tower and block the way of a small party of Northmen led by Ned Stark himself. The three-eyed raven identified one of Ned's companions as Howland Reed, Mira's father. And uh, Ned tells Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, and Lord Commander Gerald Hightower to stand down and asks why they weren't at the Trident. And Sir Arthur states that Rhaegar ordered them there to guard the tower. So there they remained, even as Rhaegar and the Mad King both died. And Ned asks where his sister Lyanna is. But Dane simply wishes Stark the best in the wars to come. The two kings guard draw their sword with Sir Arthur saying, And now it begins. To which Ned replies, No, now it ends. Almost gave Ned Stark the good old character just because yeah. it's possible. It is. Much better than last episode. You know, I said, I, I gave, said that last I gave this my scene uh, because Ooh. I wanted to give it some love. Um, I like that. Like, this goes oh nuts. This is a crazy, probably the best choreographed fight in all of Thrones um, where the two sides yeah. clash. Dane making short work of a few as he wields two swords. They start doing 1v4 Sword of the Morning versus Northmen. Um, like Darth Maul. This is like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, but times two. Yeah. Um, dudes, well, dudes. I guess it's just him. You know, this, I mean, this is what I imagine, like, young Barristan Selmy is on. Right. You know, yeah. this is this is prime Barristan Selmy or like a, a prime Jamie. I don't know. I don't even know if Jamie's like that. Um, like, No, I don't think he ever was. I, I, I would wager that if Arthur Dane had lived through this, the Sword of the Morning, he would be known as the greatest swordsman who ever lived. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is why Ned is known as a good swordsman. But, like, it's, like, a- actually kind of, like, oops. Um, Like, not real. I mean, Ned was going to die, dude. Like, this was, yeah. uh, Ned was going to get it. Like, this dude had, oh, my God. Like, this dude was insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, they get they get to a one v one there, and Bran's like, uh, "Yo, he's much better than my dad. Um, how the mm-hmm. fuck does he win here?" And the three eyed Raven goes, "Does he?" And he goes, "Yeah, he does. He's I've heard the story a thousand times." And uh, Dane easily gains the upper hand and kicks Ned's sword away from him, but is unprepared for Howland Reed stabbing him through the back of the neck, and Ned seems visibly uncomfortable at winning this way but unhesitatingly delivers the killing blow to the incapacitated Sir Arthur Dane. And Bran is shocked at this revelation of a lie, you know? If there's any lie that Ned ever told that was not honorable, it was probably this one. It has Um, to start here. Like, this is, this is the, it's it's part of a bigger lie, you know? I guess, no. He could have just said the guards were there and like, yeah, I actually just kind of fucked up a little. But obviously, if he's like, if he's about to lie about one of the biggest things in the realm at the time, 
he's probably like, ah, I could throw in that I beat this guy. You know, it's like, yeah, I might as well slip it in there that I beat the sword of the morning. He's like, I earned it. I've been honorable my entire, I literally haven't lied one time in my entire life. I think I can, I think I got this one. Well, and there probably also had to be a lie about where they fought and why they fought because they're guarding Liana. Mm hmm. And if he raped and if Rhaegar was supposed to rape her, this would have happened nine months ago at the right. time. So why is Rhaegar at the delivery of the, and... at the baby? He's there. Or no, he's not there. It's just Liana in this tower. Yeah. So he just put her in this tower for nine months after he raped her. And yeah, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's I don't know. I guess it's like, flimsy. It's flimsy. But I'd be willing to bet that it's like uh, he he probably told them he went to where they were imprisoning Liana when he arrived. She was already dead, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like mm. that that could have been the thing. But uh, that's true. I guess it didn't all have to happen concurrently. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, okay. But uh, um, Bran is shocked as he heard tales of this duel and never expected his father to stand for such things. And uh, Ned runs towards the tower, having heard a woman's scream come from one of its windows toward the end of the duel, and Bran runs to follow Ned, calling out, Father! And Ned looks back for a second, seemingly having heard Bran, but then runs into the tower, and Bran tries to follow, but he's forced out of the past and back into the cave by the Three-Eyed Raven, saying he had already been in the past for too long. And Bran is both angry and sad at this, but the raven asserts it was for his safety and again sternly reminds him the past cannot be changed. And Bran's like, I beg to differ. Uh, it very clearly can be affected by my actions. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, this is like a, I think the moment of like, the three-eyed raven is kind of like, oh shit. He's like, fuck, I should, I should have grabbed him out a little earlier. He's like, yeah. I, he's not supposed to know that he can actually change it right now. Oh fuck! Or maybe maybe this is all part of the plan. Maybe this is like uh, uh, to let him know that he can. Actually, I'd wager that Bran is specifically powerful enough to impact the past, and the Three Eyed Raven, as we know him now, does not have this capability. Oh. Okay. Wow. I guess I guess I would have just thought that he had like. He knows that he can affect the past if he wants to, but he chooses not to, sort of thing, you know. Um, that would make more sense, but it's the way he says it. Like, it cannot be changed. Like, it can't. It's not possible. I guess, yeah, I, he would have to be lying to Bran. Yeah, um, and it seems more like he's in denial about what just happened, more than he heard the wind, you know? That's fair. Like, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like, it's maybe the three-eyed raven is capable of affecting the past, and he simply never attempted it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh wow, fuck. I've been here for this fucking long, and I can I could have changed shit." He's like, "I yeah, could have right. sped this up way faster." Yeah, or whatever he's doing, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he let the roots go grow through him. You know? Yeah. How does he live? Yeah. What do the children of the forest just bring him food? And, like, he just shits. I'm willing to bet that bro is just a part of the tree. Like, there is no, like, he doesn't need to eat. He he gets siphoned, like, you know. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even shit. I was going to say, like, that's that's just a big pile of shit, you know. Bro is the shit. Yeah, you're right. 
everything. What do you? What do I have to learn? Everything. I love a. What can you give me? Yeah, everything. everything. Ooh, that's the everything you hear every t- every time I hear everything. I think of it as the Luthan. Everything at the end. Oh, what do uh, I sacrifice? Yeah, what does he say? That, everything. That's every time. No, I always that's hear. Uh, I hear Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker. That's good. That's a good one. Wow, both Star Wars though. Yes, that's yes. Incredible. They they own that word apparently. What, what could you possibly have to give me? Everything. And then, like, the giant fucking thunder rumble that comes through. Oh. I'll never forget seeing that in the theater and being like, oh, 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 oh okay, okay. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, what, what, what will you show me? What do I have to learn? Everything. Literally, literally everything. Yeah, actually everything. I don't know if you actually comprehend what I'm telling you right now. I literally mean everything. Um, Within the next two episodes as well. Um, That's everything? He he knows. Really? He's forced to because he goes and he sees, like... Well, I mean, mean, like, of that situation. I mean, like, does he know all of it? Like, he's, like, he becomes, like... Oh, no, I guess he doesn't know everything. He has access to everything within mm-hmm. the next couple of episodes. Though. So you're referring to n- knowing everything about the Liana and Rhaegar situation, or do you mean everything is in like becoming like all known, becoming the three eyed Raven and be having the that ability to access happens in two episodes because wow. he's forced. The three eyed Raven is killed whenever Hodor. Oh my God. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Duh. That's why they have to run. That's why they have to oh hold the door. God, wow. So, yeah, no, he is fast-tracking him through this shit. Yeah, Maybe he... he's, like, he's gonna... He, he, I mean, Bran becomes a robot in, like, two episodes or less. Or wow. two or three episodes. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're next in King's Landing, where Kyburn is in the company of the little birds, uh, the children who used to spy for Varys. And Kyburn tries to win the favor of the children by attracting them with candied plums from Dorne. Um, but before he's talking to this young child, uh, and he asks, he inquires, you know, uh, how's your jaw? Oh, it's getting better. How's your mother? She's doing fine. And your father? Uh, nobody's seen him and nobody will. Interesting how that works, isn't it? Um, and the kid's very appreciative. I went with Kyburn because this dude, uh, clear, like for my favorite character, because this guy's clearly not down with the child beating and, uh, wife beating. Uh, he was like, no. "Let's disappear this guy. How no, about he, it?" He's ha- he has his morals, you know. He's yes. he's a little crazy when oh, it comes to science. When it comes yet to to learn and shit, but I sincerely doubt he will ever what? get another character nod. What a cool like comic this could be. Like this is the way he fights crime. He's he's a he's a crazy scientist that needs test subjects. And he just he just always goes for the child or wife beaters or like the criminal you know just like the the worst of the worst um, and and then also em- em- employs those kids I guess it's a little yeah. child labory but at least you're giving these kids something to do in this fucked up world oh, um, yeah. at this time no and, I mean like they were already working for Varys yeah. True. He's just doing true. the same thing. And they're like, know? damn, no. Varys was like super chill. He gave us candy and shit. And yeah, I like, love how Carbon's like, I you should mention that. Huh. Interesting. Come how over. Would you like candied plums from Dorn. And they Dude. all get their own little fucking yeah. thing of them. Yep. Those sound delicious. Dorn? By the way, 
It's um, just Dorne is only climbing. It o- like Dorne only gets cooler. They all mm-hmm. fuck. It's warm. They got cool ponds and fountains they got in their great shit. Candy plums, um, evidently. Their architecture's great. Um, I don't know. It seems chill down in Dorne. It, it. I don't know. It's kind of like the the Florida of the United States. It seems if it was more tame, um, you know. Yeah, like if, and less conservative for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. I was just thinking of a more locate, like just beach, yeah, party. If you want, yeah. Fuck. What really blows is I don't think there's a single place in the United States you could point to and go, yeah, that's like no. Dorn. Um, yeah, no, no, it's probably much easier just to be like Italy or uh, Greece, Spain. yeah, because uh, um, it's literally, in, literally anywhere in like Europe. Yeah. yeah, I guess this is actually yeah true. Wow, but nevertheless. Uh, shortly afterwards, Cersei, Jamie, and the reanimated Mountain enter, and Cersei wants Kyburn to gather information from Dorne, Highgarden, the North, and wherever people are trying to take advantage of their losses and plotting against the Queen, who is stripped naked and marched through the streets. Um, okay. You know, Kyburn was like, damn, I'm just starting to expand in King's Landing, you know, like... I'm. I just like got these plums from Dorn. Now I gotta go everywhere. Like, you, like I'll get on it, boss. I guess. I mean, he's he's about it. Um, that's a cool job. That j- you just know everything. You're the king of of gossip. You know. You just. You're the. Uh, you could. That's the real power. Cause like, he could just tell them. He could like completely manipulate. Like, just by what he says, because they completely trust him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you must know. So, yep. damn. Ferris and Kyburn, the true kings right now um, Loki. in Westeros and Essos. Loki. Loki. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the small council meeting, Grandmaster Pycelle complains about Kyburn and his experiments. Sir Kevin Lannister, now hand of the king, is heading the council, which now consists of himself, Pycelle, Lord Mace Tyrell, with the help of Olenna Tyrell in attendance today. Um, and upon Pycelle's talking shit, um, he, he shits himself. He shits himself um, when he looks over literally. and sees the mountain as he <laughs> dubs him an abomination right yeah. before. I love that Jamie just made it clear that the mountain can understand. Um, you know, where he's well. like, yeah. yeah, to the uh, to the extent that he ever understood anything before, and the way his head snaps around towards him, and Jamie's like, "Oh, shouldn't talk shit on this guy. He can definitely understand." And then they're like, "Let's go upstairs," and somebody's talking shit on him, so it's perfect. Um, but uh, you know, they're like, uh, "So what the fuck are you doing here, Olena?" Um, and Olena's mm. like, "Well, you see, my." my son and the queen are in prison and I, I feel like I had to deal with that. And Cersei's like, well, I'm the queen. And Olena's like, no, that's no, not. just not true. Um, uh, false actually. Uh, you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, sorry to inform you. Uh, these yeah, things no, the, get a little the person who married the her. king yeah. is the queen. Um, <laughs> oh man. God, it's, insane and and i love that um they're like why why don't we just have the mountain go in there just fucking kill them all uh and so she's like oh 
don't worry about it. You know, like, and then they got a hundred people in there. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I wonder if she's like already like, oh yeah, she's already there. Like, she's like, I'm just, I'm just going to blow all. You think like she's connected the dots of like, I've been collecting this wildfire. I am the mad queen. I can, I'm gonna use it at an insane amount at one time. Like, you think she's all the way there? Like, she's like, yeah. Well, because before, if you recall, whenever Tyrion took over the, the, uh, the wildfire and the production of it, he he said, "You will no longer be making this for my sister. You'll That's be making true. it for me." She's been doing this since the beginning of the fucking show. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay, I mean Dang. the production of Wildfire. Whether or not she knew exactly when or how she was going to use it, I think that it's like if she's been thinking in the back of her mind, "I've been saving this for something." This oh, is the thing she's been saving it for. Got them placed know? everywhere around the city. She's got like just ready to go. She's just that's where they're stored. Like it's probably just there's a shit ton below the red keep. There's a shit ton below uh, the sept. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like the important ass buildings, and then probably enough to blow up the whole city too. You know, if if need be. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, she's she's plotting um, here. Plotting horde. Platinum yeah, horde. Love, love the little little Picel fart though in there. The little super funny, yeah, just great grandpa. shit there. Um, but uh, Jamie argues that as he, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, also has a right to attend the small council meeting. And Picel admits, yes, uh, Gerald Hightower, who we saw earlier get killed um, in the vision, once sat on the council, but that was for the Mad King. So, who cares? Um, and Cersei accuses Kevin of not caring for her daughter, Marcella, while Jamie appeals to the bigger picture and urges Kevin to take action against Delaria Sand and the Sand Snakes, who have now taken over Dorne after eliminating the House Martell. And displeased with the newcomers, they're like, well, you can, we can't make you leave, but that doesn't mean that we have to stay. And they all slowly and triumphantly walk out of the room and everyone's like, okay, well, this is pathetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you just abandoned your seat of power as a, as a show of power. The fuck yeah, is wrong with you? Yeah, Kevin, you, you goddamn moron. Can you imagine if someone walks up, like the king was sitting on the Iron Throne, and someone else walked up and said, Hey, I deserve a seat up here. I know I do. I can't, you can't make me leave. They take the Iron Throne from the king because the king says, oh, you know what? You you can't make me stay here. LOL. It's like, yeah, Kevin just fucking sucks. And I love that his name is Kevin. You know, ooh, yes, I needed someone new to hate in the show. Uh, Ollie is gone. Ollie is gone, and I can't, I need to channel the hate to someone. It's Kevin. Kevin just fucking sucks. Um, And, like, even... What's his name? Martell? No, not Martell. Um, Mace Tyrell. Tyrell. I was, I was just Tyrell and the M of Mace, just Martell yeah. for oh, some Martell, reason. Martell, Martell, But Terrell. anyway, I get it. Um, you know, he's like he's too innocent to kind of hate. No, you know, he's yeah, annoying. he's just a dumbass. You yeah, know, Kevin's just... a dumbass, but it's like 
violently ignorant dumbassery, you know, like he's a military man, which makes his dumbassery more dangerous, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, he's, he's trying so hard to be like a Tywin, but he's like failing at every step. It's like, yeah, like you're a fucking loser, Kevin. Your yeah. name is Kevin exactly. in Game of Thrones. I've got no beef with Kevin in real life. Kevins are cool. If you're a Kevin in Game of Thrones, I fucking hate you. And don't hate on Jon Snow. I know it's a simple name, not his real name. Okay, it's not Kevin though. Um, not John's actually yeah. John's no problem with John, but uh, Aegon is uh, that's that's hard. That's pretty cool. That's hard. Um, that's hard. I don't, I don't think um, I'll be naming my firstborn Aegon. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's in style. Aegon uh, George. Yeah, that doesn't roll well. It's got at all. It's got to flow. Aegon doesn't go with many other names besides Targaryen, you know? You know, um, gotta have a gotta have a sick ass last name. You know, yeah, I gotta have a boring ass first name for my my son, sadly. Sorry, kids. Uh whenever whoever you are, uh whenever you I don't think world. you need to have a boring ass name. You know what name flows with George really fucking well? Curious. D- facts. Facts, but well, that was not I'd where like I was going. I'd like to hear this. Um Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Ebenezer, Ebenezer George. Ebenezer Scrooge? Ebenezer Scrooge George. Imagine there their middle name is Scrooge. I wouldn't do you that. You could even name him uh, to build on Ebenezer. Same same sort of bones there to go with George. Nebuchadnezzar. The Ebenezer, ship in the Matrix. Ebenezer. Oh my god. Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar George. Nebuchadnezzar. That's a Nebuchadnezzar. Twister. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Okay. And now I have many things to think about. Um. I think I have time though before then, so um, I don't know. I I, I hope so. Um, mm. However, the next NBA prodigy is being born or conceived right now. Uh, by the way, there's a Facts. twenty year gap between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Twenty year gap between LeBron James and Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama is nineteen years old. It's happening the ne- now. The sex is about to. It's it, it might have already happened. We don't know. It's it's, it's already there. Uh, it, <laughs> it already it's landed. It's already on the elemental chart. Uh, it's not Fugazi. Not Fugazi. Not Fugazi or Fugazi. Uh, but uh, no. Uh, meanwhile, an angry King Tommen and his King's Guard visit the High Sparrow to secure permission for Cersei to visit her daughter's resting place. And I was like, okay, Tommen, good shit. At least you tried something. Um, but you know, the High Sparrow's like, buddy, come here. Um, she can't she come love here. Your mom. You, you know, know that. Like, I I I love how we just twist everything into mm-hmm. like, oh, but but you already know this. Like, yep. obviously, you He's know, like, you're, you're, smart. you're a smart boy. Yeah, you know, you 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 felt the love of a mother. Don't you mm-hmm. love your mom? She loves. I never you. had that. I don't have a mom. Uh, you're yeah. lucky. You know, like, I love the way he's just so gaslighting, manipulative of this straight-up child. Um, You know, yeah. and Tommen's like, well, you know, your self-righteous treatment of Cersei, she's she's atoned, you know? What are, what are we going to do here? What's going on? Uh, and the High Sparrow's like, eh, sorry, bud, but, uh, you know, I got to put your mom on trial. Um, You know, he urges the young king to turn to the Seven for wisdom. And before Tommen leaves, less angry and more uncertain, the High Sparrow tells him that the Seven have worked through his grandfather and mother, even though they may not acknowledge it. Um, do you remember what happens here? With 
like the High Sparrow, like he is not at the height of his power yet. Tommen like give basically gives him full fucking reign. He's still not there. Yeah, no. Within like a couple episodes, they're they like stand before the people of King's Landing and are like, "It's a theocracy oh my now." God, that's yeah. right. Holy yeah. shit! I thought they were already at peak. Nope. I thought they were. They were. I mean, like a. They plateau. have not been formally. They've been armed, but they have not been formally granted wow. full reign by the current reigning king. That's actually insane. Yeah, that is actually Tom and giving up his throne. Literally, the thing I said earlier about giving up your seat in the small council, but it being the throne. Tom and actually does this. Ish. Ish. Um, <laughs> Ish. But yeah, no, we're then uh we're then in Marine. Ooh. Where in the Great Pyramid Varus holds court when the unsullied bring Vala, a prostitute who is in league with the sons of the harpy. She had seduced mm. and murdered several members of the second sons in the unsullied, and Vala is defiant and states that she opposes the new regime imposed by the unsullied and second sons as illegitimate. She became a prostitute out of patriotic fervor for the old ways. And Varus mm. assures Vala he has no interest in torturing her, you know? Let's strike a deal. In return for revealing who is funding the Sons of the Harpy, you know, your son. Oh, the boy, his breathing problem. You know, what will he do without a mother? Um, you know, Damn. this is a great fucking scene. This is a almost, great fucking scene. Almost actually took the scene. Um, but then I felt like like the character nod for Varys here was much more mm, fitting. Strong, because, strong character nod. Because I love every time Varys shows up, but, like, this was the nitty-gritty of how he does his shit. You know, mm -hmm. like, this is how he has power. And it was, oh, my God. Like, it was perfect. He, he, and it, it's like, he's nice about it, too. Oh, he is. Like, and it's vaguely it threatening. Scary. It's scary, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but it's not, like, it's not like he's imposing any new threat. It's a threat mm -hmm. that already exists. We yeah, but, know that you help the sons of the harpy. Yeah. We know that you will die if you don't pay. Like if if that's how you're going to pay for your crime, that's what the punishment is. And I your son will be left without a mother. Is it that they all know, or does Varus only know that because of his, the whispers and stuff? So he's basically like, I know that you did this. I won't tell anybody. I won't tell the queen. You know, you mm -hmm. just got to give me all. This I suppose information. so. Yeah, like yeah, you give me all this information, or you know, if you don't, I mean, you're already sentenced to die. I we know, I know you did this, you know, sort of like it's like he's he he's not gonna kill her, but he's like you're going to die whenever I tell them you're the one who did this, right? Sort right. Of thing. Because this is him finding out the information because he then goes upstairs and then immediately is like Volantis, all like he's like, oh, yeah. this person is in on all the masters. Like, he knows everything, you know. It's and also like, very funny that Vala knows everything. Um, mm. She's like, yep, I know exactly who's funding the Sons of the Harpy. It's these people and these people and these people and these people. They probably um, have meetings and shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. you know, she must be. She must. I mean, she's clearly important. She's there all the time whenever they're getting killed, but. Uh, it's a yeah, you know, dude. I love the way he walks over to the silver. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to bring the Unsullied in here. It's way too heavy for me. Like, it's a lot of fucking money. You could have a like, really good life here. Um, a boat there, mother and son. I mean, damn, this wallet is fat right here. You, yeah. I mean, I'd hate to pick it up, you know. I mean, you'd have a, <laughs> a soldier literally carry this for you. You'd be stupid. Not, yeah, like, I mean, 
how do you turn that down? You know, you that's don't. like, you God don't damn. like, but, uh, all the I'm while like, Tyrion is trying to pass time by engaging Masande and Grey Worm in small talk. You know, he's <laughs> like, you know, y'all have conversations. Do you, yes. do you speak to one another? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. What would you be talking about if I wasn't here? Patrol. What we see on patrol. No. Who we capture on patrol. Or Melisandre. Like, I, is this is this the extent of Grey Worm's actual conversations, you know? Like... I I think that they're... You know, they keep it to themselves. They're a private... They're a private couple. Okay. Okay. You know? Um, okay. And this is the public. And I also... There's something that struck me a little bit weird about this scene. Um, because mm. of what you're saying... We've watched Masande and Grey Worm have other conversations. I know. So it yeah. feels a little bit weird to have like the civilized, well, sophisticated yeah. white Westbrook guy. Yeah. 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 Talking yeah. to them like they've I, never experienced anything. I hope um, it's more of just like we're, you know, we're very private about ourselves. It's like, you know, like, I don't like, I, I think it, I'd hope it's like nerves. About, you know, he's just, he's just like nervous about talking. He's not used to talking to people about that, but. No, yeah. I, I, I like, and that's the thing is that I think within the scope of the story, that explanation makes sense. But when D and D are at the helm, I think they kind of do whatever feels right at any given moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. I, my line did come. Uh, oh, it's from, a great fucking line. That's a great however, fucking line. I loved um, this whole thing though. You know, Tyrion yeah. being like, what do you mean you never talk? You know what was the quote? Go ahead. This is a uh, this is it where is, he says it. A wise man once said, "The true history of the world is the history of the great conversations in elegant rooms." Who said, Who said this? Me. Just now. And like Masande no and Grey Worm are incredibly unimpressed by this. No emotion, nothing at all. And he's like, "Okay, no conversation." Y'all like games? Um, yep. <laughs> Masande being like, Master Krasnus used to have us play games. And he's like, great, yes. Uh, only the girls. No, 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 not that. Um, uh-uh. Yeah, no, no. Do you guys good. drink? No. Okay, well, I have a game. Maybe we can play without drinking. If I if I say something about you that's untrue, I drink. If I say something about you that is true, you... well, maybe we uh. can't play without drinking. Um but before Tyrion can embark officially upon a game, Varys returns and informs them. And he's like, oh, you took your time. And Varys I, is like, well, I was busy figuring out who funds the Sons of the Harpy. Sorry, guys. Yeah, um, rush art, fellas. Yeah. yeah. Coming up, I don't know. I, Varys just strutting in. That, like, Varys got the character nod. Like, I'm like, oh, oh dude, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Varys here. Yeah, he's like the wise masters of Yunkai, the good masters of Astapor, and the free city of Volantis. Uh, and while Grey Worm advocates, he's like, let's fuck him up. Let's attack him. We um, did it once before. We can do it again. Let's ride. Like, well, that would leave Marine unprotected. Masande's like, they only speak one language. We should speak it back to them. You know? I was like, okay. Okay. That's why, that's, that's why um, you know, Danny's just getting fueled. Like, if that's her best friend, like, right there. Mm -hmm. Like. Hard. Hard as fuck. Oh my um, god. But, uh, no mercy. No mercy. Um, yeah, Tyrion's incredible. like, uh, can you trust your little birds with a message for them? Men I do not trust. Little birds, however. I loved that whole thing. Uh, mm. But uh, that so concludes mysterious. it there. 
God, yeah. he's so cool. He's just what a mysterious still got guy. Three locations left. We're heading to Vais Dothrak now, where Daenerys yeah. walks in with the Dothraki towards Vais Dothrak and is ushered into the temple of the Dushkaleen. Uh, do you recall when we were making fun of Dos Vi- uh, uh, Vais Dothrak for just being a couple horses in the middle of a fucking field and they had to walk through it? Uh huh. They very yeah. clearly got their budget up here, huh? Um, yeah. No, this this is uh very different than what we saw previously for Vice Dothrak. Yeah. No, this was this was cool. I mean, this was like actually like, oh shit, they kind of like they're just secretive about it. Like they're they don't or like they just put all the resources into this and this only and then they just ride everywhere else. You know, like is this right. is this the only thing that they have built? You know, like, is there any other structure no. in the Great Dothraki Sea anywhere other than, I guess, these the giant fucking these giant statues of horses, the horse statue, and then the actual like, uh, Khaleesi, um, yeah, the 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 Dosh Kaleen Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's it. But even that, that, that's still, like, made of straw and, like... Yeah, what the fuck? Who made that shit? That was well, actually where, uh, that's actually where she ate the heart. In that same temple? Yes, like, oh, this is... Wow. We spent oh. a lot of time here in Season 1. It's a very different setting. Oh, now. that's Crownful um, King. You get, we get, yes, we see that, it. Okay. I think this is the same, I think it's the same fucking place. Um, yeah, but, they do uh, say, like, saw you eat that heart. They were yeah. standing right here. They haven't yeah. left this spot. Literally, right? they can't leave. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, they're they're brought there, and the high priestess of the Dosh Kaleen orders the Blood Riders to leave and strips Daenerys naked, giving her a robe which the Dosh Kaleen wear. And as Daenerys puts on her new clothes, she tells the high priestess that she will soon regret what she has done, and as she was the wife of the Great Call, the Queen of Marine, and the Mother of Dragons. And the high priestess is like, "Oh yeah." I was the wife of a great, a great call. I thought that he would, you know, she's really underselling how important she is beyond her relationship to, uh, Cal Drogo. Um, hey, like, sorry, ma'am. I mean, like, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand the point you're trying to make here. Do you have three dragons? Um, also, also, she did not hope that he would conquer the world and she would be at his side. She hoped that she would conquer the world and he would be at her side. Very, you very know? important principle difference here. Um, I think she's also just kind of like, I spent my whole life here. I can't do anything else. So if you join, that makes me feel way better. Yeah, you right, know, like right. um, it was it, this was a uh, an ego boost for for herself, I believe. Yeah, um, but, uh... Because yeah, I don't understand her point of being like. This is the best option you have available. Obviously, not going back to your three dragons and marine or no, any of like, the other. She's I, that's she's telling her that's not an option. Like that's yeah. I guess like you can't leave. Sort yeah, of. like you can't like you were married to a great call. This is where you go. And Damn. like when you've known nothing but the Dothraki, that is that is it. You know, like this is what you do now. And she's like, and this is the best you can hope for since you left. After you didn't come here immediately, now they've got to figure out what they're going to fucking do with you. And the best you can hope for is this. Um, and uh, Daenerys, you know, she's like, "All right, well, we'll we'll fucking see about that." But uh, yeah, nice little quick scene there. Uh, slow developing over there. Yeah, in, in very slow. Rack. 
Yeah, because like that's the Bradley. that's the season six finale is her. Wow. Or no, no one, that wouldn't be the season six sails. finale because she sails across the sea in the season six finale. Um, so it might be like the middle of season six then. Or might yeah. be coming up on that. She doesn't sail the winds of winter. Mm. She gets to Dragonstone season seven, episode one. Like that's the that's the cliffhanger for her at the end of this season. Oh, she gets there. She's so she sets sail. Wow, I'm pretty sure that's the last thing we see in season six with oh. Daenerys so is her next, setting sail. Let's see. Uh... The Book of the Stranger. Is that next episode? Like, isn't it fucking absurd to think about where we end season six? And then, like, the little bit of time that season seven and season eight is? Like, it's kind of like... Yeah, that's crazy. It's been so slow developing her story. So slow. And then it's just like... Fucking blitzing the shit. Annie proves to the Dothraki who who their true Khaleesi is, her in flames... I'm assuming she burns down. She burns down that whole temple with all the. That's all next the... episode. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. Okay, maybe not so slow developing. Like they're just um, like they get okay. there quick. Well, I, it's been slow. It's definitely been slow. That's a quick. You know, it. She turns it up to ten a little bit, pretty fast. Um, let's see, and then in the door episode, doesn't look like she pops up. It's just marine. Yeah. Well. All right. I'm. I'm glad to know that's next episode because there's some cool shit that still happens in marine. Um. Thereafter. Um. But. Uh, we'll then head yeah. to Bravos, where a blind Arya Stark resumes her training with the Waif and Jaka Nagar, uh, the former of whom beats her repeatedly when she lies. And meanwhile, Jockin has her mixing potions blindly. And during her training, Arya continues sparring with the Waif while answering the question about her family and the Hound. Ari admits to leaving the hound to die instead of killing him, despite wanting his death. There's a nice little moment here where she's like, "How many brothers do you have?" Uh, or you know, five brothers, and then uh, and then slaps his hand. And for a moment, you know, if she hadn't followed that up with like one half brother, it would have been like a really strong foreshadowing moment that like he's not her brother at all. Like um, if she smacked her again. For half brother, yeah. Then it would have been like, oh, but that's the thing is that Arya is telling the truth done. as she that, knows it. That is that, that is the is. truth to her. Um, yes. but uh, yeah, Arya admits to leaving the Hound to die instead of killing him, despite wanting his death. He was no longer on her list. To come that point, which is a nice admit admission from her. There, you know, like uh, he mm-hmm. he was no longer on my list. I'd I'd taken him off. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we were speculating um, about that, I think. Like mm-hmm, whenever we were, we were. We were talking about it and we we're like, yeah, probably. You know, at this moment, probably. Either yeah, way it's a cross off, you know, either way it's crossing them off. You're either taking them off or, you know, Yeah, right. But uh, the wife, you know, then interrogates her about the people on her list. Cersei, Gregor Clegane, Walter Frey, this isn't a very long list. And the voice uh, the way voices her disbelief that the list would be so short. Narya counters by asking which name she wishes her to say. And there's that, that tension in the air that's like, yeah, I want to kill you, bitch, and I will one day. The Wave, you, know? you yeah. motherfucker, I want to kill you right now. Oh, I would kill kid. you right now if I had the opportunity. Yeah. But uh, the Wave doesn't believe her and tries to hit her. However, Arya is able to deflect her 
and leap out of the way, surprising the waif. And after confirming that Arya has mastered blind sparring, Jockin approaches Arya and offers to give her her back, give back her sight if she tells him her name. Arya replies, "A girl has no name." Jockin then leads Arya to the well, where he scoops up a bowl of water, which he offers to her, and she is reluctant, as the others that have drunk from it have died. Uh, but he says that if she is truly no one, there is nothing to fear. Arya drinks from the bowl, and her sight is restored. Mm. When Jockin asks Arya who she is, she replies, "No one." Maybe she this died was too. Qu- this was much quicker than I remember. Yeah, maybe she um, died just like John. You know, yeah, little death. Um, and she saw nothing. It was total blackness. What'd you see? That's fair. Nothing. No, okay, I see. Um, but probably not. I'd say I don't know that water. That water's pretty deadly. Typically kills people, but that's uh, interesting too. Now you know, like now we're getting into a territory where it's like depending on what the house of black and white wills that water to be it does a different thing for different people it's bizarre i had, I had a funny headcanon moment where i was like maybe the reason everyone is dying is because everyone it's just been the same bowl that they're drinking out of for the mm. for however many thousands of years it's just got disease and just like all the germs from everyone piled up it's just an instant kill like it's like it's not even the water it's just yeah, right. once your lips touch that it's drinking. like yeah, it's like once your lips touch it, you're fucked. Like it's <laughs> you're just you're just done. Um, yeah, but no, but, obviously, uh, obviously not here. Um, she's she she's back better than she was actually. Um, sight is mm. restored. She back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we then head to Winterfell, where the Umbers led by Small John Umber. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that Small John is the son of Great John. Outstanding. Um. Wow. Great yeah. John, small John. Makes sense. Uh, I get it. Uh, it tracks. Um, they need a long John. And, yeah, right. uh, he's, really <laughs> he's just really tall. Um, yeah, he just makes long John donuts. That's Victor Wimbignana playing yep. Long John Umber. Yep. Oh, uh, second right. Wimbignana mentioned this episode, but uh, I traveled to Winterfell to meet Ramsey Bolton the new Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North, and Small John and Ramsay chat about their experiences with their fathers. Small John mentions that his father, Great John, is dead, but admits he would have killed him if the opportunity arose. And Ramsay's like, well, I didn't murder my dad. And he's like, okay, sure. Sure you didn't, Ramsay. Uh, your dad was a cunt. Um, yeah, this dude's... I, this is how the North is, you know? This is Texas. Small John gets down. Small John no. gets down. We said there's not really a state in the United States that you can compare Dorne to. The North is basically the United States. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of everything, actually. It's, I was yeah, it's, just, say, it's basically the Midwest. I was um, going to say Texas, and they're like, these damn wildlings are coming up beyond the yeah, wall. Right. And they're going to come more north, you know, or it's south to them, you know, mm-hmm. but like you flip it around for Texas. Right, um, right. It works pretty well. Yeah, um, you know. I, I see the whole the whole middle part of the country here, you know, all the way down from north to south. Yeah, Minnesota, Wisconsin, just, uh, Idaho. Just go straight up in every yep. state included in that. There you Iowa, go. Arkansas, Oklahoma, all that. That's the north. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Small John has come to forge an alliance with the Boltons against Jon Snow and the Wildlings. And uh, he refuses to bow to Ramsey 
citing the late Rob Stark's betrayal at the hand of Roos. And Small John then reveals that he has a gift for Ramsey. And Ramsey's like, oh, is it a girl? I prefer redheads. And, well, uh, yes. Uh, correct on one, um, actually. Kind of insane. You definitely got a girl. Um, and Small John replies, yep, a wild one at that. First turns out to be Osha. First time we've seen her in a long time. I know. I was not expecting this whatsoever. Oh, this is a surprise off. for you? And I literally forgot that that was Rickon. When the mask, when the bag was still over Rickon, I'm like, when Osha came out, I'm like, oh, let's fucking go. Like, Osha, yes. I'm like, You're probably like, not who good. Who the fuck is Osha with? <laughs> like, I, literally. I'm like, literally. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, like, I, it's good to see you, but uh, not really because Ramsey's a piece of shit. Um, and then I'm like, man, who the fuck is that kid? Like, who is this kid? Uh, someone young. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and then I, the, the image that first popped into my head was Rickon getting hit by the arrow. And I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Rickon. Oh Um, yeah, it's Rickon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is why, this is why Rickon ends up dying. Um, and Osha, her days are numbered now. Um, which blows. Love me some Osha. Um, Damn. But yeah, Ned Stark's youngest child. Um, who was sent to the Umbers by Bran because he was the Umbers were their finest bannermen for the Starks. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, Great John died. Um, this guy took over, and he's clearly terrible. A lot um, of new blood. Yeah, a lot of new. Yeah, blood the North the is in shambles. Um, yeah. but yeah, this uh, dude hated his dad. He's like, if he didn't do the. Favor of dying for me, I would have done it. Um, yeah, I would, so. I'd have killed the motherfucker. Um, Damn. Yeah, Osha, Osha and Rickon are very not comfortable, you know, finding themselves in Ramsey's presence. And when Ramsey asks Small John to verify Rickon's identity, a number retainer enters the room carrying the severed head of Shaggy Dog. Um, Good fucking Rickon's expression of dismay confirms this was his pet. Satisfied, a gleeful Ramsey tells Rickon. Welcome home. No. Yeah, no, that's stupid name, but always sad to see. Always sad when the dire wolves die, man. I think that's, I mean, Nymeria's still out there. Mm-hmm. Is it just Nymeria and Snow? Yeah, or and Ghost. Ghost. That's it. Because huh? Lady, mm-hmm. um, Grey Wind, and now Shaggy Dog are all the dead. Red Wedding, Rob, yeah. I mean, that was Rob's head for a little bit. Uh, late, yeah. Lady got killed Lady at the beginning of the fucking show. Of Aria. It was like uh, season one, episode two, that Lady died. Yeah. Wow. And then Nymeria was. That was dead. also the last time we saw Nymeria. Wow. Uh, we yeah. will see her before long, but. I don't remember how she pops back up. It's pretty random. It's pretty random. Uh, and it's very temporary. Whenever but, the yeah. VFX budget will allow for it. Exactly. But yeah, Ghost uh Ghost makes it all the way through and ends up riding north with John and Torment, and that's all that's all I wanted for the guy. Um but yeah, that concludes the episode here, and it was another really good one. Um mm-hmm. Yes, yes it was. Um, I don't think it was uh I don't think it was like standout in any major capacity it was it was it was good solid. you know it was just solid yeah yeah it was solid um like the john stuff i think was 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 peak. pretty i don't think i've i've said that he got my performance as well but he got both of them from us and uh i don't know he 
the the wall the wall's always so good. I love the wall. Uh and like I think it's just it's so bright as well. And like the 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 very co- like stark contrast of all the black uh cloaks and everything like that. I think it's just automatically visually beautiful. But yeah, and I think it's nothing yeah, I mean like last episode we gave a 975 for enjoyment. I don't think I'm up there. Um but it was I think it's it's still better than the than episode 1 um which we gave an 875. I think I might chill around a 9 or a 925. I'd 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 agree. I I have a great deal of enjoyment simply from the John scenes alone, really. But then you sprinkle in the stuff we got like, in Marine, and Iber, it really really heightens it. Yeah, Ivern's no, little was, like that was nice. Varus, it was mm-hmm. not, like you saw how both of them function, which yeah, was really yeah. cool. Uh, the flashback uh, with you know flashback the little, is little, dope. Yeah, the um, the crumble the cookie or the little. What am I trying to say? Uh, breadcrumb uh, trail. Thank you. Maybe. Um, yeah, uh, for Liana and Rhaegar's story. Um, and maybe uh, you're talking me into it. I think uh, I think I might be I might be there with a nine two five. I think I'm down for that. I was, I was yeah, like the John stuff is auto. Like, damn, that was that was yeah. badass. Uh, but I'm remembering that. just how solid the rest of it is, and I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah, like I'm rest, I'm cool. Yeah. Okay, I think I like a nine. We said two five. Yeah. You like that? Okay, I, yeah. I dig. I did critically. Um, what was last episode critically? Nine two five as eight seven five. Yeah, a little bit better than season one or episode season one episode one eight five. I think I'd agree. Um, I was, think I would too. Um, this yeah. it was great. It was just it was it was solid. There there wasn't anything that like elevated it. I felt like they could have. Um, you know, I might even go eight five, uh, simply because like it's not a standout visually. Yeah, it's uh, true. It's yeah. fine writing wise. Like, there's nothing that's like stand out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly just character moments that yeah. are really, really carried by the performers of those characters. True. Um, true. Sam and Gilly, another mm-hmm. example of that. Uh, just kind of like a cute. Tyr- nice Tyrion movie. scene with Masande and Grey yeah. Worm, not yeah. not well written, but extremely well performed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I think eight five is actually fair. Um, which would shake it out to an eight seven five, which places it third for the season. Anyways, a little bit above episode one, but still below last episode. Oh, um, so second nine... for the season. Yes. Oh, yes. Two out of three. Nine four two was last episode eight seven five here, and episode one was an eight five eight and right. eight six. So yeah, I think I think I I dig that. Um, I dig it as well. I got an eight six on IMDb. Um, okay. We got some goodies coming up with a nine next episode, a nine seven the episode after that, um, then a series of eights, and then nine nine and nine nine. To- seal the deal there at the end of the season crazy that at the end of the season we get the battle of the bastards yeah only like five episodes away little um, teaser of that as well and then they mm-hmm. they kind of uh foreshadowed it a little bit um get, they're building that rivalry a little bit mm-hmm. like the, it's let's, distant let's take care it's... of this bastard you know uh he like he calls john the bastard you know the mm-hmm. bad it's 
he's he's legitimate now. Oh, the battle of the bastards right now will fall on the new on New Year's Day for us. We'll kick off the new year with the battle of the bastards, that's, and I can't think of a better way to kick it off, baby. That's pretty sick. I'm probably gonna enter another uh, extreme fighting phase. I'm gonna want to master the ways of the sword just in case an army is heading my way. All and- conflict must be mediated by the blade. Learning the ways of the blade is more important, I think, than most people give it credit for. If you walk around with a sword on your hip all the time, that's way Nobody scarier. Will ever like, fuck with you? Yeah, like someone could take me out from range, sure, but that's coward shit. You know, nope. I want it up. They couldn't close. even do that. I'm, you know, I'm slicing oh. that bullet. I'm slicing the bullet. You're right. I got to go to the 37th chamber of Shaolin yes. um, and, and see what the fuck's going on. I'm there. going to Hattori Hanzo and I'm picking up the sharpest blade I could possibly get. Ooh, give me that ma- that black mamba blade, dude. The best, the best one ever created. I'm getting it after Beatrix retires. For you know, I I don't want to take mm-hmm. it from her. No, um, no, after, that's Uma's. That's Uma's. Yeah, after she's officially retired, I'll take it off her hands. All mine. All mine. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, this was uh, this was another great one, um, and I'm mm-hmm. very very satisfied. And we shall continue with our Game of Thrones rewatch next week. And I'm so very excited uh, for season six, episode four, titled "The Book of the Stranger." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the meantime, we continue our uh, our coverage of comic book films this Friday with uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, I can't a wait. Good old fashioned shitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the week of Thanksgiving, and therefore on Thanksgiving, we plan to do another live commentary of a Star Wars film. Uh, this year will be solo. Um, last year we did Rogue One following the conclusion of Andor. It felt fitting. And uh, the year before that, we did A New Hope. Uh, but that ended up getting scheduled for like February of 2022 because of the 52 year journey through film. It was our 77 movie. So, but that one hopefully will be out on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to finish it in time to publish it Thanksgiving Day. That would be lovely. Uh, but we will also be kicking off a new director spotlight this Wednesday, and that will be uh, Michael Mann. We're kicking it yeah, off yeah. with Thief, which uh, I'm very, very excited for. Fantastic film, fantastic director. And we've got a lot to look forward to there as we anticipate Ferrari uh, coming Christmas Day. And I'm so very excited for that, uh, for those anticipatory pods. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. I recently wrote a review for the Marvels, a quick 600 uh, word review, um, 660 to be exact, mm-hmm. of uh, the little uh, spoiler free, nice and easy read about the time I had watching the Marvels. Um, me and Joe recently told stories about, uh, you know, his his magical trip to a dispensary and my <laughs> run-in with federal enforcement. Yeah. Um, they d- they seem absolutely there. made up, but it's it's that's crazy that they're both real. Yeah, it's, like, it's only like a 35-minute episode. It's nice and quick. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a good one, though. We, we, I, I loved looking at the, when I edited it, like the, the sound wave bar because like the first half is you fully and then the second half is me fully and it's fucking fantastic i love it 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 was it was beautiful but uh yeah no that's a fun one so for three dollars a month you can get access to the audio episodes the extra content over there 
Um, and if you just sign up for a dollar fifty, um, you're only getting written content. If you if you do the three dollars, you also get the written content. You just also get the audio um, and whatever else I might do, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, if you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod. Um, Remember to leave a five-star rate and review and to continue to download. We've already reached the goal for the year and downloads. Um, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so dearly. It's on to the next year's goal, and we'll figure out what that is at a later date. Um, maybe just matching it. It's been such a good year. Like I don't know how to expect much more. Um, if it grows, fuck yeah. If it doesn't, hopefully if it doesn't get num- smaller. If numbers are to be believed and math is to be believed... We're looking at a pretty good, a good next year, but We're I don't looking want at to a get nice, that. nice curve yes. right now. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't want to get that in my head though. Uh, it doesn't really change anything. Yeah, mathematically, I think we're we're reaching. We're we're at a good place, but we'll see mm-hmm. going forward. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. Uh, we're gonna do it no matter who's listening, no matter how many people are listening. Uh, but it's nice to know that people are. Um. But yeah, with that, I believe we'll conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And the true history of the world is the history of great conversations in elegant rooms.